We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the DFS OGs podcast presented by FanDuel, talking everything in week eight. I am your host, Beer, as always, joined by my boys, Notorious and Head Chopper, Noto. We're, we're glad to have Noto here. I mean, it's a Wednesday night in the NBA. This guy's got to write like 58,000 words, Chop, and we're just sitting here uh, chopping it up. Uh, well, this guy's working hard behind the scenes, carves out time for us to, to come in and talk football for an hour. Uh, no, no, the hardest man, uh, hardest working man at Roto Grinders. How how we doing, buddy? Yeah, doing good. Um, it's definitely a grind. I wouldn't change it for the world. But um, yeah, some of these slates, man, they're rough. Uh, Ten gamer tonight, and uh, we got a new feature in the grind app for NBA. If you guys want to check that out, so uh, staying busy, but uh, it's good. And um, looking for a bounce back week after a pretty disappointing week. What was it, seven? Week seven, yeah, we're we're almost uh, to the halfway point here. Week eight already, so we always talk about it. Stuff goes flying by before you know it. You're in the double digit weeks of the NFL. Thanksgiving's around the corner. But uh, speaking of the grind out, make sure you guys are checking that out. If you do play uh, NBA, must read every single day, uh, along with Roto Grinders Premium. Uh, you got to have a great set of projections to to play NBA. Stay up to date uh, with the injuries, the news. So uh, make sure you guys are getting that advantage. Uh, a ton of great information. Uh, and just add it to the tool belt. You got to have it. Uh, and in my opinion, some of the best news information and projections right here uh, at Roto Grinder. So 
Uh, Chop, let's get over to you, buddy. I know you're, you're stinging as well. We talked a little bit of pregame. I see you rocking the Stroh's cap, but uh, Atlanta comes in and steals game one. So I, I, I can I can sense the stress in you, Chop. Baseball is tough. World Series is tough. We were talking about it. Every pitch is meaningful. It's a fun playoff sweat, but uh, not when you come out on the wrong side of it. So a, a little bit of a jab here at you, Chop, down 0-1 to the Braves, but uh, how are we doing besides that? Yeah, we're doing all right. It's it's like like you said. It's like I root for the Astros, the Rockets, the Cowboys, and then my Houston Cougars. There is no sport that is as stressful in the playoffs as baseball. In basketball, it, you don't even have to tune in until the fourth quarter. None of that. Other stuff. A seven point lead in the first quarter of basketball. Who cares? Like it's not. It's going to change. And in football, you know, you can make up a touchdown. They drive down to get a touchdown. You got all you got all game to make things up. In baseball, you could end, you could literally end the game with one swing of the at bat. You know, if the opposing pitcher is, is a good enough if, is is good enough, and you know you're not going to get uh, that much run support. So every pitch is so stressful. I, I hate baseball playoffs, but uh, I'm glad to be there. But I hate watching. I'll be glad when it's over with, and then I can start enjoying sports again. You're right. Now, now NBA, that fourth quarter is stressful. As my Bucks were, were making a run, that, that every single possession mattered. And but your baseball is that, the whole way through. You you get down a couple runs, and it's like, can we score enough runs to even get back in this game? So, uh, hopefully, they get back on track tonight. Game two, uh, must watch TV tonight. So I'll definitely be tuning in. But we are here to talk football, break down the week eight slate. Before we do, guys, first I want to thank the sponsor, at FanDuel. We appreciate their support. Also, want to make sure you guys know about this contest. It, it feels like most of you guys know. Uh, some of you may not know if you're just joining us for the first time. Uh, what it is, head over to FanDuel.com slash OG and do it as I'm talking. You know, little little two things at once, getting things done. Uh, make sure you guys get in there right there in the play now button. You click that, you reserve your lineup, you come back at any point uh, and fill it out. But what it is, a single entry contest, just a $7 buy-in. Uh, in this thing, there's also season-long payouts uh, for the the people that perform the best over the course of the season. Now, if you haven't played yet, no sweat because only your top ten scores will count. So, if you haven't done well, you've only played a few, you're just starting now. You are still very much in the hunt. The winner at the end of this thing, not to mention the weekly payouts, it's five hundred dollars to the winner of this tournament on a seven dollar buy-in. The winner of this thing is going to walk away with $5,000 uh, in additional money. So uh, we'll take a look at the season-long leaderboard here, a fun contest that mixes weekly uh, single entry with a season-long component. Top 10 players are all going to win cash. Premium Roto-Grinders memberships available as well, $10,000 in total prizes. So again, Fandle.com slash OG. Make sure you guys get over there and play against us. The three of us are in that tournament every week. You get Dean in there. You get Dan Box in there every week. A lot of Roto-Grinders people. And we'll have a little shout-out for, for somebody that won a, a pretty massive prize in this contest uh, later on in the show. So congrats to them. Uh, and we'll discuss that here as we go along. But one more thing I want to touch on real quick, guys, before we get into the games. This whole Tom Brady 600th football, uh, they end up giving this guy, it was about $97,000 when you get the Bitcoin and the autographed jerseys, a couple years uh, of season tickets. Chop, I'm going to go to you here. This guy got hosed. I mean, plain and simple. That football is worth who knows how much. It's 600 touchdowns have never happened in the NFL. 
what what is the value of this thing? And this guy just got got. I don't want this. He he got screwed, man. I feel bad for this guy. But uh, thoughts on that, real quick, before we dive into the games. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're telling me it's worth more than 100k, then that that's news oh. to me. I, I would have no idea. I have no idea. I just he's broke so many records. It just feels like it's just another. It's just another number, like 500, 600. There'll be a 700, maybe. I don't know. So, uh, if you're telling me it's worth a lot more than that, then maybe he should have held out for some more. But uh, first of all, he lost all his leverage when he gave it back right away. You got to hold on to it. Until like you got to say, I want Tom Brady out here to ask for this ball, and then you then you hit him up. But but I saw the whole thing, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I guess you also got to be nice, a nice guy. Maybe Carmel will come back and get you in a good way if you're, uh, you know. It's not like he earned the football. Mike Evans kind of just picked him out randomly and gave it to him. So now you got it's almost like you you show up for the game. And you got a free ninety seven k worth of stuff because like, you weren't owed anything. He didn't like have to fight for that ball or anything. Somebody just gave it to you on accident. So I don't feel too sorry for him. I mean, right place, right time. I, I mean, again, yeah, 97,000. Sure. To me, this thing's worth a lot more than that. I mean, you, you just had just another number. If it's 400 touchdowns, yes. 600 has never happened. Is it going to happen again? Is anyone going to play 48 years like Tom Brady? Who knows? Maybe that number stands forever. So Yes, he made out, no doubt. But no, no thoughts on this. Maybe I'm crazy that, but I think this thing's worth a lot more than, than what he got. Well, my head uh, has been stuck in the ground, uh, grinding so many sports. This is the first time I'm hearing about any of this. But uh, hey, 97k for me to go to a football game, yeah, I'll take that. Um, it's probably worth a lot more than that, 100. But I mean, like Chop said, it's not like uh, he was owed anything. So yeah, I'm in Chop's uh, camp here. Um, hey, free money's free money. You guys are letting them off too easy. I would have held out, man. They're, they're, they're paying up on that one. That's Mike Evans' fault. I was in the right place, right time. I make the catch. I'm holding out at least a little bit more. So, all right, let's dive into the games here for week eight. Not as many buys here this week. Uh, Thursday night football is looking ugly. A quick note before we went on the air here. Devontae Adams officially out for Thursday night. Did not travel with the team. So, uh, we'll see if they have Alan Lazard. He's also on the COVID list. Did they get Marquez Valdez-Scantling back? Uh, that one could be ugly. Although Green Bay 6-0 in their last six without uh, Devontae Adams. So uh, just something we wanted to note on Thursday. We'll have you covered at Roto-Grinders. I know Chop's doing a great job with these showdown videos uh, for all the island games. Uh, and we'll have you covered top to bottom with projections, articles, uh, and, of course, that video. So just wanted to squeeze that in there uh chat we want to hear from you as well in fact we already have people on my side here in this debate uh help get to one case at facts i'm not giving the ball back i'm, I'm with you chop the karma thing the nice guy thing I, I i'm all about that but uh sometimes you know you, you think about the other and like an investment for my kids or you know something like along that line so uh i'm glad i got somebody on my side here so we're two to two if you guys want to weigh in on that debate or anything else here in the NFL, you have questions for any of us, uh, please sound off in the chat, uh, and we'll get to as many of them as we can here. But, uh, guys, let's jump in here. First game for Week 8, we got Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Cleveland minus 3.5, 42.5 on the total. All these lines will come to you courtesy of the FanDuel Sportsbook. So, Derek, let's start with you here. Cleveland, the story last week, Dearness Johnson looked amazing in that game. Well, now we get the return of Nick Chubb. Uh, to that lineup, Pittsburgh side of things, coming off a bye here, so should be fresh. Uh, we know Juju Smith-Schuster will miss the remainder of the season, but 
Uh, kind of a low total here in division game, Derek. Uh, how is this one playing out? 42 does not scream stackable or grab a bunch of pieces in DFS. Yeah, certainly not a game that uh, I'm looking Oh, like Cleveland Sire just waiting on injuries. Oh, I mean, oh, no. Oh, my, I think <laughs> I'm just cutting out a little bit. Um, I wasn't on mute, though, so uh, props there. But, um, yeah, Cleveland Sire just waiting on injuries. Uh, if Chubb ends up being active, I think he's at least interesting. This offensive line, one of the better ones in the NFL. Um, they're playing at home, their favorites. So I'll have interest in whoever starts a running back, if it's Dearness Johnson. Uh, even better because he's uh, $1,300 cheaper than Chubb on FanDuel. So I like that passing game. I'm just going to avoid it for now. I've been avoiding it uh, pretty much all season. I don't think that's going to change here. And then Pittsburgh side, we basically just had uh, Najee Harris as the one guy that we could count on each and every week. I think Deontay Johnson um, is interesting, but uh, really low total. Um, Claypool's always got that you know deep upside. But for me, I don't love this game as a whole. Uh, and I'm going to take Pittsburgh just because I think it's going to be, you know, field goal either way. And if I get that uh, extra half a point in there, I'll take Pittsburgh. All right. Other news in this game. Uh, Jarvis Landry did not practice today. No Donovan Peoples-Jones either. So, again, you know, could open up more opportunity. But, Chop, who's taking advantage of it? Certainly it's not Odell Beckham. He just did not been great this season. So, uh, super cheap across the industry. I think that will uh, have a lot of people looking at him. Uh, I don't like a lot either from this game. I think Dearness Johnson has earned himself a role. Maybe he plays a Kareem Hunt role, uh, but you're risking it there with Chubb back. I, I am interested in Najee Harris just because of the volume, but the price is up. Uh, Chop, anything here? It, it just doesn't seem like any standout plays. Feels like a game you can uh, comfortably cross off and, and feel okay about it. Yeah, I don't think there's any standout plays. And uh, it's and it's really hard to analyze Cleveland with uh, not knowing all the injuries for sure going in there with that wide receiving core and even Mayfield. I'd like to know how does he feel a little bit. You know, I went I went one of those practice updates. How does he feel? But I mean, Cleveland walked in there last week with a, a, a veteran quarterback, old guy who's not doesn't have much left in the tank, and and no guys in their backfield, and they sat there and smoked a, a Denver team that. It's not bad. They're not good, but they're not bad. So I was, you know, that's all because of the offensive line. That just goes to show you. And, and so, yeah, there's no standout DFS plays. Uh, and I would say that as far as what I would lean to right now, that's a really tough one, man, because uh, I just get these images of Cleveland and what they and how they smacked around Pittsburgh last year. And I can't get it out of my head. I wish they were healthier and I wish I knew what was going on there. I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger on him. So I'm just going to take the under here because it feels like uh, Cleveland's path is to grind on the ground with that offensive line. And I guess I don't really trust Big Ben. So I'll take the under. Why not? I am also on the under in this game. I think it'll be ugly. I mean, it's a very low number. Uh, always ones you, you feel nervous about betting that under. But uh, th this one, I just don't like a lot. It's in division. These teams know each other well. Neither of these offenses have looked great. So uh, under for me as well. We'll update our, our bet. As well, one of us had a pretty good week, uh, but everybody was 500 or higher last week. So uh, gave out a bunch of winners, so we'll update that uh, towards the middle of the show. Next game for us, uh, a little bit better here. Carolina and Atlanta chop Atlanta minus three here at home, a total at 46. So uh, we saw Carolina struggle once again. Uh, Sam Darnold lo looked awful in that game in his return to New York. Uh, yes, it was against the Giants, but uh, clearly we're seeing ghosts again in that game. 
Robbie Anderson continues to get a double digit targets and do nothing with them. Uh, Atlanta side offense starting to look a lot better, you know, getting Kyle Pitts involved. Ridley continues to get a bunch of targets. Uh, Cordero Patterson looks like he's kind of taking control uh, of that backfield. So uh, chop this one a little bit more enticing here than, than that first game with this nice 46 point total here. Yeah, that Atlanta Miami game last week, I thought I thought it could be a shootout, and they were they were very close. They were just really close to actually getting there and, and shooting it out, but they didn't quite get there as much as I thought they would. But I think this has a chance to be that game. So uh, the Atlanta side, I think, is good. I don't know how Cordell Patterson is doing this. I don't know, but he is doing it. So you got to keep him in your player pool. Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts is coming on. They're all they're all in play. I actually think it's a I think there's a good chance here for Calvin Ridley breakout game. So I'm on that guy. And then on the Carolina side, man, everybody's going to shy away from Sam Darnold. And I don't blame him, you know, with the uh, with what's circulating out there. I just this is the kind of guy I gravitate to in GPPs coming off of a week like that where he got benched. Nobody wants to play him. And yeah, if and they, they've already said they're going to start him. So I got a feeling he's going to bounce back in a strong way. I like Darnold. I like his wide receiving targets i like dj more the most because like you said robbie henderson i don't get it he's not doing he's getting opportunities just not doing nothing with him eventually he'll be all right uh chuba is just not chuba hubbard hasn't been good since like his second year at oklahoma state i don't know what happened to him somewhere along that last year he just got he just hit a wall and he hasn't he hasn't regained it but it's a good enough matchup for him but i'm really on darnold and more here i think this game has the chance to be the shootout so I'm going to take the over in this game. I'm with you on Darnold. I mean, you, you can't be per, as productive as he was in the, in the first couple of weeks and then say this guy's garbage. He has it in his, his range of outcomes to do well. So I love going back to him here. And the big plays I like here, I'm with you, Chop. DJ Moore, uh, and I really like Calvin Ridley on the other side. But Atlanta, giving up two and a half passing touchdowns per week, third most fantasy points uh, per week to the quarterback position. So I think Darnold knows my job. I got P.J. Walker. Uh, sneaking up behind me so i do think he bounces back so it feels like a nice little stack Derek darnold dj moore run it back with a ridley or run it back with it with a kyle pitts to knock that tight end position out but uh this one's certainly a lot more enticing that, than that first game yeah for sure and it's funny how quickly you know we turn on players i mean the first couple of weeks sam darnold was scoring 30 fantasy points every game uh you know we were itching to get him into our lineups pair him up with dj moore so uh, it's a great matchup. Atlanta, one of the worst teams in the NFL against the pass. They also give up a ton of fantasy points to quarterbacks and wide receivers. So um, love that side of the ball. I don't mind pairing him up with Anderson too, but for the most part, I, I agree with you guys, Darnold and more. And then the Falcons side, yeah, you just take your pick. I mean, Patterson up to a 73% snap rate last week, which was his highest of the season. They're playing him both as a running back and a receiver. Um, and he's getting the touches. He looks great out there. So um yeah, I mean, I'll go to him. I haven't played him yet this season, but this might be, you know, the time where I finally get on him. Kyle Pitts just looked amazing last week. He was making some incredible catches. Um, I think the rookie tight end things kind of passed him at this point. Um, he looks just like a superstar out there. So I don't mind going to him. And then, like you guys mentioned, Ridley's going to have a breakout game. Um, it's only a matter of time. So I like a lot of pieces in this game. And as we often say, when that's the case, he takes the over. I'm also on the over here, so we'll see if it goes to the parlay card. Chop, did you make a pick on this one? Yeah, yeah, I took the over, didn't I? Okay, I somehow I missed that. So uh, we're adding that uh, to the card. Last week, we only had one bet on the card. 
That was the Tampa Bay Bucks minus 12 and a half. Easy and we money. know we know how that turned out. So uh, we'll add this one and we'll see if we can build a little parlay. I, I want to get this comment uh, in the chat. Uh, UE2K, I, I don't know the exact pronunciation, but it says, why all the Patterson hate from the DFS community? He's a utility knife of a player. He's an awesome story. I love the guy. I don't. We're not hating on Cordero Patterson at all. I, I love to see it as well. It's just very rare to see a guy suddenly after all these years in the league uh, produce like this. So, uh, and then not only that, but now you're buying a, at a high price. And when he was cheap and people were using him, that was different. Now, do you want to buy in a, at a more expensive price? It's no different than buying in on on Bitcoin or stocks or things like that. Sometimes you just miss the boat. And you know, I'm not afraid to admit I missed the boat on Cordero Patterson. It's a guy I like coming out of college, but never really lived up to it. So I definitely not hate, just kind of a, a shocking story. So uh, next game, guys, we have Philadelphia and Detroit. Uh, Philly up to minus three and a half here. A pretty high total here at 48. Uh, Derek, we'll stay with you. So the story here, Jalen Hurts continues to be productive in fantasy. I mean, th this guy's basically given us uh, a 21-point floor. We know he has 30-point upside. But there are whispers that, that he may eventually be benched here, this team not producing. So I think that will help us this week. I really like Jalen Hurts. In fact, he's probably my favorite quarterback uh, on the board this week. Compare him up with Devontae Smith. Compare him up with a Goddard. Uh, we know Miles Sanders is going to miss this game. Uh, it was basically a split there with, with Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. So a lot to parse through on the Philly side. Detroit side for me is easy. DeAndre Swift just continues to be productive here. Uh, no matter if they're in the game, out of the game, it does not matter. Uh, so I really love the Philly stacks running back with DeAndre Swift here. Uh, Derek, thoughts in this one? I think this one has shootout potential here uh, in, in Philly and Detroit. Yeah, love this game as a whole. Like you mentioned, Jalen Hurts, 20-plus fantasy points every single week that he's played a, a full game in the NFL. So even though the Eagles aren't winning, um, you just play Hurts every week. You don't think about it. You don't have to pair him up with anybody, but I really like Dallas Goddard. Um, he's still pretty cheap across the industry. Obviously, Hurts is now in Arizona. Uh, Devontae Smith, I mean, he's like the king of uh, unrealized air yards this season. So um, I think that could definitely come into play against the Lions, especially with the, the fast track in Detroit. Probably won't mess around with the running backs. I mean, Gainwell's fine. Um, you know, we've seen him with some pretty nice runs and some pretty nice catches so far this season. But I have more interest in the passing attack. And like you mentioned, you bring it back with DeAndre Swift. You know, Philly was known for their front seven uh, the last couple seasons, but they're 29th in DVOA against the run. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs this season. So, yeah, give me all the DeAndre Swift. And uh, maybe you do a double tight end lineup with Goddard and Hawkinson. That'll be, that'll be contrarian. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Hawkinson's kind of been a disappointment, no doubt. But I agree with you on Dallas. Goddard, uh, Smith, uh, I love that double stack with Hurt, Smith, and and Goddard. Definitely one I'll be using a lot. Uh, we had a shout-out from Shlomo in the chat. Uh, been a regular with us, so appreciate him uh, checking in here. Uwe uh, back with a question. Will Hurts and Swift both do well uh, if their teams aren't way behind here? So that's a good question. Swift has done well in almost any game you can you can envision. I mean, they got off to a hot start against the Rams. He does well. They're, they're playing from behind. He's going to catch a ton of passes. And Hurts, you're right. If he could put the full game together rather than just uh, putting a Superman cape on in the second half, who knows what the ceiling outcome could be. So, that, Chop, that's why I'm a big fan of Hurts this week. I think he knows he's got to get it going here. He's got to put a full game together. And what a better matchup than the Lions to really get that going. Yeah, it's uh, 
It's a good game. Hertz is the one guy that when I go to do the lineup HQ, uh, I don't I don't necessarily set anybody to pair with him. I, I'm fine with running him out there by himself. And uh, even in the big GPPs, uh, he's just got so many ways to get there. So I'm cool with that. I really can't. If you're going to if you're going to put him with somebody, Devontae as a wide receiver is the guy. I don't know that I can trust Rager even in a shootout or Quiz Watkins in a shootout. Don't know if I can trust these running backs. I just don't know what they're going to do with them. So uh, the rest of these guys are a little bit shaky, man, besides Hurts and Devontae and, and even even Dallas Godair is on shaky ground right now. It's not like he's tearing it up even without Zach Hurts. So, you know, Jalen Hurts just may not like to throw to him. Who knows? Who knows what that's like? I don't know. But it's not working right now. So that's tough. This game's got a lot of potential on the other side. DeAndre Swift is the guy, but like I can't take a shot with Khalif Raymond or Amon Ross St. Brown. They're just wide receivers are a mess over there. Jared Goff is pretty terrible. He needs to be Jared Goff needs to be in the shootout for him to get there. I mean, not a shootout, but playing from behind, you know, slash shootout where he's just like that first game of the year. Otherwise, he's kind of garbage too. So for as good of a game script as it is here, I'm kind of just on Swift, Hawkinson, Devontae, and Hurts. And that's where that's where I'm lying with that one. So what's the spread on this one? I need, I need, to, I need to update the spread in total here. We got Philadelphia minus three and a half. The total is at 48. And what has what everybody taken so far? Uh, nothing. I might have missed Eric's. I'm going with the Lions here. In fact, oh, you got me. I'm with the Lions too. I, I, the I, think Lions. The, I think the Lions win this game. In fact, I've seen money line. It. Money, it, right? Yeah, money line was plus 158 at, at FanDuel the last I checked. So uh, this is the one that, that they're going to win. And this could be the end of Jalen Hurts. So play him while you can. Uh, again, I like them a lot in this matchup. But uh, they go to Detroit and lose. You may see a quarterback change coming. So uh, Chop, you're with me on Detroit? I'm in there. I like. I do like Detroit. All right, Derek. You guys, we've tried this before. Detroit oh, no. three and a half point underdogs. I'm not. I'm not going to put this on the parlay card. I just Thank can't you. do it. Um, <laughs> I, I do think they'll be competitive. So uh, I think both teams are going to put up points. Give me the over. All right. I'm glad you did that. Like uh, as much as I like them here, I, I don't want them on the parlay card for some yeah. reason. Like I said, they they burned us there before in the same spot. I think that was the Cincinnati game. We know how that ended. So. Uh, let's move on to our next game. Another huge spread here with the Rams. Uh, we got the Rams coming to Houston minus 14 and a half here on the road, Derek. So big or chop. We'll stay with chop here. Uh, a Houston boy here. I know Dallas is his team. Chop, we got to know why you abandoned the Texans. For, for, I know there wasn't a team. The Oilers were the Oilers, your team. Uh, and then they left and you went to Dallas. How did that all play out? No, when I was a kid, it was the Houston Oilers, and uh, my dad loved the Oilers. He loved the Oilers a lot. I just – there was a Monday night football game when I was a kid. It was Dallas and Miami, and it was a Marino and a shootout, and something triggered me. You know, I don't know. You can't explain things when you're a kid. So something triggered my fascination with that star and that helmet And when I was a kid. So I was a Dallas fan. So uh, And plus, you know, Houston Oilers were actually good for a while there. And uh, I just my dad would jump around and yell at the TV, and I didn't I didn't much care for all that. So I kind of like didn't like the. I was the opposite. I didn't not even not was I not a fan. I actually didn't like them because of all that. So just a Cowboys fan just jumped out to me, man. But Texans, uh, you know, got got went. I don't know big old change. I remember when the Texans first came into existence, but I yeah I wasn't. Uh, I'm just not into them. So. And they're terrible now, so I'm glad because I won't touch anybody in DFS here. Uh, 
I think they're a bad team. This is the team that we thought they were at the beginning of the year when we were t- telling everybody that these guys could not win a game this year, maybe. And they surprised us the first couple weeks, but they may not win a game from here on out. So uh, the Rams are going to steamroll them here, I think. And I'm not on any Texans. I don't even want Brandon Cooks in comeback mode. That just doesn't work sometimes. So uh, the Rams, I think you put all those pieces are in play there. You just don't know how they're going to get to that five touchdowns. I think they do score like five touchdowns. They'll spread it out however they are, but um, they'll get there somehow. So all the pieces in play for Rams, none of them are in play for me for Houston. And uh, I think it's another big blowout here. So go ahead and give me the Rams. Why not? All right. Rams for chop. I'm going to disagree here. I'm going to go with Houston and I know they've been bad. I don't disagree with your points. They're terrible. The Rams have been on a roll. No doubt. Uh, This offense has looked terrible. But there's word Terod Taylor may come back, and I know it's not a, a major news point, but uh, he's got to be better than Davis Mills. I do like Brandon Cooks in DFS. He's super cheap, and I know the worry is always Jalen Ramsey. Well, Jalen Ramsey's playing more of a, a linebacker safety-type role. He's not really shadowing people. So uh, Cooks with Tyrod Taylor, very small sample, but uh, five catches, 132 yards uh, in week one. We know they're likely going to be playing from behind, uh, and he is that running back for me. Uh, on the other side, Derek, there's a million ways you can go here. You can stack Stafford, double stack him. I really like Daryl Henderson here in this one. Uh, I'm hoping people kind of uh, bail a little bit after last week, kind of disappointed in a good spot against Detroit. But uh, Houston, pretty bad against the run as well. In fact, they've allowed the most rushing yards uh, of any team in the NFL. So uh, I'm going Houston with the points. I like Cooks. I like Henderson. In fact, I like that whole Rams offense. Uh, Derek, where do you come out on this one? It's got to be the Daryl Henderson bounce back week. Uh, I know he disappointed last week in a great spot, but he gets another one this week, like you mentioned. He played on 88% of the snaps, so he's going to get the bulk of the work for a team that's projected to score 30 points as two touchdown favorites. Um, I love the spot for Henderson. I'll be playing him and a ton of it. Don't mind going to Cup or Woods as one-offs. I don't think uh, Stafford's going to have a big enough game to where you're going to need him in tournaments. Uh, I just don't see it unless Houston's able to put up a bunch of points. and. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of agreement with Chop on this one. I don't see much on the Houston side. I know, uh, like you mentioned, Ramsey's playing a little bit of a different role, but I can see them shadowing uh, Cooks with Ramsey in this one. He's really their only offensive weapon at this point. So, yeah, I'll be fading the Texans. And I will take – oh, this is ugly. Here, did you give a pick yet? Yeah, I'm going Houston plus 14 and a half. Chops yeah. on the Rams. Oh, yeah. 14, Yo, you threw in the hook on me. I just thought it was 14. Oh, 14. Yeah, 14. Yeah, I got if I'm taking the Houston, I need that hook. 14 yeah, okay. and a half. Okay. All right. Good. Give me the hook. Give me Houston. All right. Oh, no, no, I'm on an island. This yep. is not good. <laughs> a 14 you give her a line back. Point, 14 and a half point road favor. Uh, it's ugly. Chop, when you go back and watch this on demand, you, you'll hear that hook in the intro of the game. So what, what wasn't a last second last second change on your Focus anything? on the Astros losing. I can't even think of it. <laughs> and I'm getting called out on the chat. They're telling me I'm drunk. So I don't know if that's from my Lions money line pick or, or taking Houston here uh, with the points or both. So uh, and we had a question. Who's the Eagles backup quarterback? The stash, baby. Derek knows him well. Gardner Minshew uh, just waiting now that Joe Flacco uh, was traded to the Jets. So uh, some 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 whispers for Minshew to get in there. D- Derek, I don't know what they're thinking, but uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, clearly better than Minshew, but who knows. Uh, moving on to our next game, 
we have Cincinnati. Uh, speaking of the Jets, here they are, Cincinnati, uh, up to 11 and a half here. Uh, road favorites total just 42 and a half. And uh, we know the news with the Jets, Zach Wilson uh, going to miss this week. So uh, who is the, I forget the damn dude's name, Mike White or something, Chop? Like, give us something. I, I watch a lot of football. Not, not as much college as you do, Chop, but who in the hell is Mike White? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> Let me go. So when Chop doesn't even know, I mean that that's like okay, well, uh, some character named Mike White is the starting quarterback here uh, for the Jets. So very low team total here. Uh, obviously, uh, Derek, we'll stay with you here. Cincinnati's oh, no. defense uh, becomes a play. Mixon, Burrow, Chase is lighting the world on fire right now. So who can we not play on Cincinnati? Is there anything on the Jets here to go to? Well, as for uh, Mike White, looks like he's an undrafted uh, out of Western Kentucky uh, back in 2000. Well, no wonder we don't so. know who the hell he is. So, yeah, I uh, don't know a lot about him. They're going to be trailing in this one. Um, I know, you know, in prior DFS years, we kind of looked to punt at the quarterback position, but that's no longer the case. I will not be playing uh, any Mike White. And it's hard for me to play the receivers when I don't trust the quarterback, so I don't think I'll go there. Um, the backfield is still a split. I know Michael Carter – is the best of the bunch, but um, it's not enough for me on a full slate. So uh, pretty much a full uh, full fade for me on the Jets. I think the Bengals' defense is certainly interesting. And then uh, Joe Burrow's looked awesome. He's been aggressive. Um, he's got Jamar Chase um, just you know out there looking like he's going to break records every week. Nobody can bring him down. Um, it's hard not to go to Chase right now, um, even though he's you know the most expensive of the three receivers. He has been the best. So. I like that. I'm always fine with some Joe Mixon, but I mean, P. Ryan's look good too. So uh, maybe he's earned himself a bigger role moving forward. Overall, low total. Don't feel great about um, stacking the game or anything like that. But uh, give me the Jets to cover the 11 point spread just because low scoring game. I think they might be able to keep it within a couple scores. Wow. We have a Mike White believer, Derek, going with the Jets. I did not see that coming, Noto. So uh, kind of a shocker here. But Chop Jets, it's tough to trust anybody. I'm with Noto there. Cincy, I love Chase. I really like T. Higgins. Uh, got a ton of targets uh, in that last game. I think it was like 15 targets. Hasn't had the monster games that, that Chase has had, but I think it's only a matter of time before he has that. The price, uh, the price between these two guys is really starting to separate. So uh, I really like T. Higgins here. I worry a little bit about Mixon. Uh, Derek, you mentioned P. Ryan working in. He's not getting a ton of work in the receiving game. So I think it's mostly the receivers here for me, Chop, but I think T. Higgins one of the better value plays this week. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to echo the no, no New York Jets for me this week. I'm I'm out on that, and uh, mainly because Cincinnati's really good, and the reason why they've got such a good record is yeah, their offense is fine. Their defense has been surprisingly awesome, to be honest with you. So uh, I don't want any piece of the Jets. On the flip side, I'm sure since he's going to score some points. How are they going to get there? It could be, you know, they've done a lot of Jamar Chase so far, but these have been some pretty big games. This isn't necessarily one. I think they're they're not circling this one on their calendar. So this may be one of those T. Higgins games or a Tyler Boyd game. Get, you know, get some of the other guys besides Jamar involved and keep them happy and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with going with those secondary wide receivers. Watching the game last week for the Jets, they gave up a lot on the ground. Like, it was pretty easy to run on them last week. So I'm I'm thinking maybe this may may be like a Joe Mixon kind of a a breakout here where he busts off a couple of long ones because 
that 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 could have been a much much bigger game last week on the ground for uh, New England and Damian Harris. He already had a big game, but he could have gone for 200 yards almost if they were just feeding. There there was a lot of weirdness going on with New England, but uh, yeah, I'm on Cincy here as far as uh, the DFS. No New York Jets, but I can't go back to another double digit road favorite. So I just gotta go with the under here. I am also on the under in this game. Uh, the line. I can't go the Jets. I, I don't want to lay the 11 and a half with Cincinnati. As impressive as they've been, uh, I can just see the Jets kind of staying close. This game being ugly. Uh, the mix and call chop, interesting. The Jets have allowed the most FanDuel points per game to running back. Not even close. They're averaging 34 points allowed to that position. Next closest is 27 and a half. So uh, most touchdowns allowed as well. So uh, mix and certainly intriguing. Uh, in this matchup, no doubt. So I'm going under with you as well here, Chop, at 42 and a half. Uh, next game, this one should be fun. Tennessee and Indy. We got Indy minus one, 51 on the total. So this one continues uh, to be bet up, Chop. So uh, a huge game here for the Colts. I mean, Tennessee on a roll here. Uh, the Colts pretty much in a must win to keep competitive here uh, in the division. So uh, Tennessee, again, big win against Kansas City. Uh, A.J. Brown finally looks back to normal. We saw Tannehill have a decent game. Uh, Julio's healthy. Derrick Henry, we know, has been a steamroller. Uh, on the other side, Jonathan Taylor. We have Pittman. We have T.Y. Hilton back in the lineup. So, Chop, this one's going to be stacked a million different ways. Uh, I guess the question is always, how do we get different here? Uh, what are you seeing in this one, Tennessee and Indy? Yeah, I, th- I think they're all in play. All, all the all the cast of characters that normally you would you would be in play are in play in this game because it's looks like a pretty good one. Taney Hill, Henry Brown, Jones uh, for the Colts. Yeah, I give them credit. They uh they're trying, man. They you know they should have beat Baltimore in Baltimore, uh, and then they did go into San Fran last week, and they and they actually beat San Francisco. So they are a uh, they're there, man. They're just like really a couple plays away from being a, a pretty decent team right now. Give Carson Wentz some credit. So I think he puts up a pretty decent game here against Tennessee. That's got to go to Michael Pittman. I don't see any way around it. So it's got to be Pittman and Jonathan Taylor taking on like all kinds of work, man. We thought he was just just a game script dependent. Got to get ahead and let him grind out 25 carries. No, he's he can get it done in the passing game. Just basically like any good running back, just get them in space and they can do well. So I guess they've finally learned that lesson here. So, yeah, it's tough for me to pick a team here. So I'm going to take the over. There's just a lot of things that could happen here to help this thing go over. So give me the over. All right, Derek, I'll put my pick in here. I just think Tennessee is the better team. I know Indy's playing well right now, some impressive wins of late. But uh, this Tennessee team on a roll, I'm hoping last week was not kind of their Super Bowl against Kansas City, and we see a letdown here. But uh, I just think uh, – I'm offensively especially. We know the Colts have the better defense of the two, but uh, to me, Tennessee's the better team. So I'm going to lock them in uh, at plus one here on the road. Uh, thoughts here, Derek? Best bet, uh, DFS. What do you got, Titans and Colts? Yeah, I love this game from a DFS perspective. I don't have a ton of interest in the quarterbacks, but uh, like Chad mentioned, I think the passing game is going to go through Pittman. He's looked great so far this season. Wentz currently or obviously trusts him. And then on the other side, you know, A.J. Brown, a couple of nice weeks in back-to-back games. So uh, I like both of them kind of as standalone plays rather than, you know, pairing them up with their quarterbacks. And then the starting running backs both look awesome. Derrick Henry, 31 touches again last week, didn't find the end zone, but um, still another big game for him. And then Jonathan Taylor, like Chubb mentioned, just been 
uh, getting more and more work every single week. This game has a high total. Um, you can run on both of these teams. So, uh, yeah, I like it quite a bit. And I think you can build some uh, interesting two and one stacks, um, you know, using the running back and wide receiver. We used to see Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, you know, just individual plays winning the Millie Maker. So I don't think uh, that's out of the question here with, uh, you know, the running back and the wide receiver one on either side. For my pick, I'm going to go with the Colts. We're going to have three different bets in this one. Uh, I'm a believer in what I've seen in the last couple of weeks. I trust Frank Reich. And, uh, yeah, I just think Titans, like you mentioned, I think they might be in a little bit of a letdown spot after just trouncing the Chiefs. Man, boy, was I wrong about that. I used Mahomes as my uh, quarterback last week in cash games. That was that was not pretty. Yeah, what what a disaster they've been. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if they can turn the ship around. But uh, it's it's been a mess there with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, uh, next game, we got Miami and Buffalo, another big spread, as you'd expect. Buffalo minus 13 and a half. Uh, big total, Derek, at 49 and a half. Uh, Buffalo should be well-rested coming off the bye. Miami, we saw signs of life. You know, they come up a little bit short in that game against Atlanta, but uh, put 28 points on the board. Tua uh, put some numbers on the board as well. Uh, Gasecki was good in that game, but do they have any shot here in Buffalo? We know this defense has been very impressive. Their team total sitting at just 18 uh, other side of the ball, again, Josh Allen certainly in play. Uh, Diggs, uh, it's only a matter of time before he has a big game. You always have the Xavier Howard issue, uh, but a lot of options here. Uh, maybe even a Tommy Sweeney as a value tight end. So, uh, Derek, 31-point team total. We almost have to have some exposure here to Buffalo. How are you getting in here in DFS, uh, and what's your bet on this game? Yeah, it's a tricky one for me because I love the spot for Josh Allen, but a uh, ton of respect for Xavier Howard. He's one of the few cornerbacks that – you know, I try to avoid whenever possible. Once he was announced as in last week, uh, I kind of got off of Calvin Ridley. And, uh, you know, he was bailed out with that one-yard touchdown, but uh, he held him to a very quiet game. So I'm having second thoughts on Diggs. Love Allen. Um, you know, maybe this is a game where Emmanuel Sanders, you know, has the big game. Or, you know, Allen has that rushing upside. You don't necessarily need to pair him with anybody. Um, and then the running backs, I mean, they're just tough to play on the full slate. You know, it was showdown, something like that. You could play Moss or Singletary, but... You just can't play him on a full slate with so many options. Miami side, uh, I'll be keeping a close eye on Devontae Parker. If he's out again, I'll like Waddle quite a bit. I like Jasicki. Uh, both of them have been playing well. Their offense, like you mentioned, looked pretty good last week. So um, that's kind of my thoughts on it. And, yeah, I'll take Buffalo to cover the big spread at home. It doesn't feel great, but uh, I think they smash in this one. All right, Chop, let's get over to you. Same questions. Buffalo, are you concerned with Xavier Howard? Uh, were you encouraged by Miami last week? Did they have any shot? Uh, anyone you want to use in this game uh, in a tough spot here in Buffalo? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I could use some the some of the Dolphins. They, they're, they're in must-win territory now from here on out. So I think we see their best effort. And, you know, Tua came back last week and looked okay. And I think he'll look okay and – Again, and Jalen Waddle will be the preferred target. Mike, Mike Jacecki's fine, so yeah, I'm okay. We'll see what we'll see what they do with the other receiver. If Devontae Parker comes back or not. More the more weapons, the better for Tua. I'd avoid the running game here, but I think Tua, even if it's in catch up mode, I mean, she you know get down three touchdowns in the in the second half, and you got to just start going two minute drill the whole game. You can get there. So I like the passing game for Miami, regardless. For Buffalo, they just. They can get it done anyway. That's what's scary for DFS is that, yeah, dig, they may take digs away, but guess what? This guy has no problems going to Sanders, Beasley, uh, a tight end, Tommy Sweeney. Who would have, you know, who knew about Tommy Sweeney before he blew up the uh, showdown slate a couple weeks ago? So 
Like, and then uh, when all that fails, they can run it with Zach Moss, which they've shown a tendency to do lately. So it's a tough offense to pinpoint for Buffalo. That makes it scary for DFS. Makes it great for real life. But uh, uh, Josh Allen might be a guy you can run out there without any uh, pairing this week. So uh, I don't mind that. But, uh, man. Pick is a pick is tough. That's, I hear you tip <laughs> tiptoeing around this pick. You know, you just just keep. What do you keep, got, Beer? What do you talking. got? What do you I'm got, doing Beer? The, I'm doing the same. I'm waiting. I'm trying to wait <laughs> on you. I'm gonna go under. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the under here. I I just I, I Miami worries me. I, I think Miami's defense is not horrific. Where maybe they slow Buffalo down a little bit. I I just don't have a strong take on the spread here. Feels like the 13 and a half. They're they're trying to trying to trick you into taking Buffalo because it's under 14. I really don't want to take Miami. I'm just going to go under here, under 49 and a half. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I don't think I could put put my pick on – I couldn't put my pick on Miami because there's just there's too much stuff. But uh, give me Buffalo, I guess. There's just too many ways they can score, and the Miami offensive line can get blown up, and who knows what happens then. So I'll, just, I'll take Buffalo, but – not very confident in it. All right, let's update some stuff. Chop, uh, you pull up the uh, the OGs contest while I uh, pull up our, our standings in our bets contest. The three of us, are we're keeping track of all of these bets, uh, and we have a little season-long bet going. So uh, last week I mentioned everybody was 500 or above. So uh, Chop, you checked in at 5-5 five and five last week. Uh, I was 6-4. and four. Derek, the big winner in week seven, Seven and three. So well done on that. And that brings Derek up uh, to a tie. Uh, Derek and I had 41 wins. Uh, Chop sitting at 38. So uh, anybody's ball game here uh, in the picks contest. Chop got a little bit of ground to make up, but uh, everyone is still involved in it. Uh, as far as the OGs contest uh, last week, uh, let's see. Let me pull this up. We had a winner of our contest, and that contest was simple. You add the Roto-Grinders logo. Uh, to your fandom, make that your avatar. If you win uh, the weekly tournament, we were handing out a year, a free year of Roto-Grinders Premium. Not a month, not a week, a year, over $1,000 uh, in value. Uh, and that winner was double, double who in NFL. We don't we don't know the exact, we try to each say the, the pronunciation, so hopefully we're not messing it up. Uh, but if you're out there listening right now, uh, you know that you won this contest. Even if you're not listening here, we hope you are. We hope you're all listening. Uh, each and every week, uh, reach out to any of us uh, or Roto Grinders uh, on Twitter, with a DM, whatever it may be. But we want to get you hooked up uh, with this free year of Roto Grinders Premium. So, congrats uh, to Double Who in NFL. Uh, we'll look at his lineup here or hers. We'll look at their lineup here in a second. I want to shout out the top five as we always do. Uh, Minia Policia, I don't know, fifth place, 170. 0.56. Go, congrats to them. Drummer. One that might be Minneapolis Ace. I got. They got cracked the code there. Oh, there you go. I mean, that was easy. Some <laughs> see. Sometimes I was trying to read Spanish there. Minneapolis Policia. <laughs> Minneapolis Ace. Well done, Chop. Thanks for the assist there. Drummer one six seven six. Uh, took fourth place for seventy five dollars. Uh, double underscore JS took third uh, for one hundred twenty five dollars. AS Plunda 7, $250 in winnings, 175.84. And again, double who in NFL, 176.56, $500 in winnings, plus that $1,000 uh, or more in Roto Grinders premium for the year. But 
Uh, had the double stack, Stafford, Cup, and Woods. Had DeAndre Swift and Damian Harris in that lineup. Two touchdowns for Damian Harris. A uh, big game from Chris Godwin in the Tampa Bay defense as well. And survived. Down games from Jacoby Myers, just five for 44. Uh, Tyler Higby, just five for 46. So, guys, it shows you. You don't, you don't have to have a perfect lineup uh, every time out. You can have a few duds in there. Uh, you, the double stack has been a, a popular way to go this year, and the results have kind of speaking for themselves. So, again, congratulations. Uh, reach out to any of us uh, or uh, the, the people at Roto-Grinders will get you hooked up uh, with that free year of Roto-Grinders Premium. Uh, that promotion is ending. We're going to try to come up with some more stuff uh, here throughout the contest, but make sure you guys are a part of this. You do well. We'll shout you out as well. Uh, Chopped, we have that season-long leaderboard. Let's take a look at who's doing well there. Yeah, we got it. That's uh oh, look at old urinal cakes made to move up to number <laughs> to number three, man. So he's on a roll. Love it. Urinal cakes at three. We got Bucks nine in the top five. Uh Bragonia four seven nine four. That that's been another that's been one we we've shouted out before. So uh still sitting atop the leaderboard. And again, it's not too late. Your top 10 scores out of 18 scores. Remember, we got 18 weeks this season. Uh, we'll count for this contest. So uh, don't pack it in if you haven't started out well. Uh, been some down weeks for me as well. I plan on climbing this leaderboard. I know Derek uh, representing in that top 50 somewhere for us. So uh, a fun contest. Again, $7 single entry. Uh, the season-long leaderboard. You can find all of this information. Fandle.com slash OG. It's a great way to come play with us, uh, to to talk some, talk some crap and support not only the show, but the sponsor of the show, Fandle, as well. So... Uh, that leaderboard over at Fandle.com slash OG. Chop, any other sightings you want you want to shout out here? Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking for uh, you know, certain names. I don't see them, so that's that's good if I don't see them near the top. But uh there was a couple back here. Yisman's still up there. Uh the double double who NFL. Yeah, he just had that one big week this week Ain't and he jump. jumps up into number 21, you know. So that just goes to show you, like, even if you haven't entered a game yet. You're still not behind anybody. You're still not behind the eight ball. You've still got ten. You, as long as you've got ten full weeks of uh, games in here, you're, you you'll be all right. So uh, you can jump in at any point and, and make a move here. So I don't see any big names. Uh, I'm looking around, but so far, I think it's wide open still, man. You can make make a move with one big week right now. Absolutely. All it takes one week to jump up that board. So, uh, you know, share it with your friends, get some people involved. There's only 500 spots in this contest. So again, uh, best way to, to thank the sponsor to show. If you guys enjoy what we do each and every week, uh, let's fill this thing up, uh, at fandle.com, uh, slash OG. All right, let's move on. Let's get back to the games here for week eight guys. we got San Francisco and Chicago, San Francisco minus three and a half, uh, total at 39 and a half here chop. So, Kind of a disaster here in this game. Uh, it, it's obviously going to be tough to find some spots here. Elijah Mitchell's look good, but not really involved in the passing game now that Hasty's back. Uh, Debo's been a bright spot for that offense. Chicago, it's really tough to get excited about anything. Khalil Herbert's look good, but uh, low total game here. So what do we do with these guys? Allen Robinson, get a ton of questions about him. Darnell Mooney, uh, I'm pretty much hands-off on this game. I'm having a hard time finding anything I really like here, Chop. You know, somebody from San Francisco is going to have a good game. I don't know if it's going to be Mitchell or Debo or Ayuk, but somebody will have a good game for them because they're going to put up some points here, a few touchdowns. And so, you, you know, you could have one of those big breakout games from 
Samuel, which he's had a few of them this year, or IU could this could be his week. So I don't think San Francisco's off limits. There's a few of them that I still want to play. Chicago Bears for me are off limits. I have no – I mean, Allen Robinson, poor guy, man. Just a great wide receiver just getting stuck. Just getting stuck year after year with bad quarterbacks. And this is this is the nut low for him. And it's, it's, it's crazy to think he's been with some Blake Bortles and some other guys, and this is the nut low. They cannot get him the ball. So I'm off on the Chicago Bears. There's a few Frisco guys I'm keeping in my player pool. Don't love them. Certainly wouldn't stack them or stack this game, but uh, I just that's a rough loss for San Francisco last week. I think they're going to come back with a vengeance. So give me the 49ers here. All right, Derek, over to you. I, I don't have a ton on this game. I think it's ugly. I, I would abstain from a pick uh, if I could here. I'm going to go under on 39 and a half. I know it seems insane, like the lowest total <laughs> we've probably seen all season, but. This game just just screams ugly to me. So they'll probably score 70 here in this one, but I'm going under here. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, this one's ugly. And, uh, you know, I asked you guys about your you know optimal strategy for our OG contest on FanDuel. And you guys were saying, you know, take some more chances because you do have those uh, scores that are going to drop out of your top 10. And uh, so I, w- I tried to do that last week. I played Justin Fields uh, in the OG contest. And boy, um, that was rough. <laughs> I figured – Hey, they're going to be trailing, and uh, you can't run the ball on Tampa. But uh, he can't throw the ball either, so um, that's that's quite a problem for a quarterback. So for me, going to be fading the Bears. It's just hard to trust anyone at the moment, plus not a great matchup. And 49ers, I'm fine with Mitchell and Samuel and, like, the Millie Maker type of uh, contest, but you guys mentioned it's going to be a low-scoring game. And, Beard, I'll just uh, I'll hedge a little bit since we're tied, and I'll go the under with you. All right, again, tough to, to be excited about an under 39 and a half, but uh, that's the kind of game we're dealing with. So let's get out of here. Let's move on uh, to Derek's Jacksonville Jags uh, coming off a bye, traveling out to Seattle uh, to take on Geno Smith and company. Seattle minus three and a half. Uh, another low total here, Derek, at 43 and a half. So another game. Uh, it's tough to get uh, super excited about this one, but uh, Jacksonville, well-rested. We got the GJ Chark news. He will miss uh, the remainder of the season. So uh, any interest in LaVisca Chenault? Who, a lot of people come into the season at high hopes for him. Uh, we've seen some decent games, but no real major games. Uh, Marvin Jones has kind of fizzled out here. Maybe the bye week helped him. Uh, James Robinson uh, could be a play here for us. Seattle. I mean, these receivers are just hamstrung right now. You know, DK Metcalf gets that long touchdown, then we basically don't hear from him again. Uh, Lockett has basically done nothing since, since Smith took over. Uh, Collins could be a play here, but... Derek, mainly James Robinson for me. And then I asked the question, which receiver uh, do you trust here with Jacksonville? And do you have enough trust in Trevor Lawrence in this spot? I think it's a tough spot for Lawrence, you know, traveling across the country, um, playing a tough Seattle team. I know they're coming off of the bye week, but uh, yeah, tough spot for him. I do like James Robinson. He was up to 85% snap rate his last game. Uh, and I can get a little bit of uh, Marvin Jones, Chanel. They're cheap enough that they don't have to do, you know, a ton in order to pay off their salaries. Seattle side, I mean, we saw way too much for Rashad Penny um, for me to feel comfortable with Alex Collins. I know we want to play running backs against the Jags, especially, you know, as home favorites. But Penny worked in a lot more than I was expecting uh, in that primetime game. And you mentioned the locket just hasn't been the same with Geno at quarterback. So for me, uh, give me some Metcalf. He was kind of locked up with Lattimore in that game against the Saints. Uh, the, the Jaguars clearly don't have a Marshawn Lattimore type of cornerback. So I think he's going to have a big game. And then uh, don't mind bringing it back with some James Robinson. And you know I'm betting against the Jags. Give me Seattle uh, to, to cover this spread pretty easily. 
A little hedge, hedge life for Noto. Um, betting, yeah. betting against. I mean, it's never wrong doing that. You, your team loses. At least you made a few dollars on it. I'm going to go with Jacksonville here. I, I like them a lot with the three and a half points. I just think the Seattle offense is, it's it's driven by Russell Wilson. You don't have him. It's going to hamstring everybody. So I love James Robinson here. I don't even hate the Jacksonville defense as a cheap play uh, in DFS, but. Uh, all Jags for me, Chop. I'm going Jacksonville plus the three and a half. So I'll turn it over to you, Jacksonville, Seattle. What do you got? Not in love with this game from DFS. That's for sure. Uh, I, just, I know Jacksonville is probably going to come out and, and be better in a little bit more time here to, to sort things out. They'll be better than they have been, but I still don't think it's very good. Seattle's just terrible without Russell, like you said. So uh, everything's built on Russell and they don't have him and, so it just doesn't feel good either way. It's a great matchup. You know, the two guys that I am looking at in this game, the James Robinson is, you know, I think there's a path there for him. And actually, guy, I have actually have a little bit of respect for Alex Collins. I understand he, he's going to lose some work to Rashad Penny, but he's still got 16 carries in that game on Monday night. And so uh, this is definitely a much easier matchup than that was. And I'll pull his, I'll pull his numbers up real quick. That last game, I, I was, you know, New Orleans is not a team you can run on. You know, look at the carries, 16, 20, 15 over the last three weeks. If you get anywhere from 15 to 20 carries against Jacksonville, that could be a 100-yard game right there. That's a, This is a much easier competitor. So I'm okay with Collins. I don't love this game in general. But I'll say that if I don't like it for DFS and the only guys I'm even vaguely looking at are running backs, you got to take the under. So I'm taking the under. All right, both these teams, bottom 10 uh, in FanDuel points allowed at a running back position. So uh, both have been bad against the run. So I, I, James Robinson, I really like. Chop, I don't hate the points on Collins. I, I do worry about Penny a little bit. So, uh, But the running backs certainly in play uh, in this game. All right, next game, we got New England and the Chargers. Chargers sitting at minus six, 48 and a half on the total here, Chop. So New England uh, coming off that beatdown of the Jets. Uh, they put 54 points. Uh, on the board, uh, the Chargers uh, licking their wounds as well. They had that tough loss uh, in Baltimore the last time we saw them. So uh, they are coming off a bye, so should be fresh and rested here. So do the Chargers bounce back, Chop? I know there's a lot of talk of Chargers going to the Super Bowl. The, the, the coach is the coach of the year, Brandon Staley. Uh, the Patriots made a statement last, last week, and it was against a bad team. But is this offense for real? I mean, can they go out to L.A. and, and get a win here? Uh, in this one. So an interesting game, Chop. What do you got here? Patriots and Chargers. Yeah, I don't think they're for real, but I'll say this. I love I love a team coming off a bye week if they've got a smart coaching staff. And I think these guys, the Chargers, have a smart coaching staff. Clearly what, they, what they've done in the first half has been a philosophy on defense of uh, you're just not going to pass that much against us, but we're going to give up the run. Okay, so on the surface, that would lend itself to Damian Harris, who's actually been pretty good. And as long as you get on Sunday morning and you see Ramondre Stevenson is inactive like last week, you can fire him up. Otherwise, I'm probably not firing him up. But you're coming off a of bye week. I think the Chargers can address some of those issues on defense. I think it's going to be tough for New England to do anything on offense. I'm certainly Mac Jones, man. I just can't get behind him for DFS. He's just too much of a game manager. He's overboard with game game management. So um, I don't like the Patriots side of it. The Chargers coming off the bye. It's a very tough matchup, but I think you still have to respect Herbert and his wide receivers and Austin Eckler because they're just that good against anybody. It could happen. So uh, they're all in play. Patriots are not. I think the Chargers steamroll this game, so give me the Chargers.
I really like the Chargers here as well. I'm not buying that Patriots team, like you said. It's the Jets. Uh, I know we've had some comments. Uh, help, help get to 1K. It was bashing his own team there uh, in the comment section, and, and you can't help it. But uh, I really like the Chargers here in this spot. And I think Mike Williams has been phenomenal. Keenan Allen remains too cheap. Eckler uh, in a good spot. So all Chargers for me pretty much here, Derek. Uh, putting them on the on the minus six uh, and DFS. I like a lot of a lot of ways you can build the Chargers lineups here. So, Noto, what do you got here? Chargers, Patriots. Yeah, I agree with you guys. And I was actually watching uh, Red Zone and they cut to the Patriots and the announcers thought that uh, Jacoby Meyer scored, but it was somebody else. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, the guy just can't find the end zone. Um, and Chargers have very good secondary. And we know the Patriots, I mean, they're rolling out three running backs for 20-plus percent of the snaps now. So I like Damian Harris as a player, but um, it's hard to trust him as, you know, road underdogs here. So I agree with you guys there. And then the Chargers side, yeah, you can go you can go Herbert and target the passing game. You can even play Eckler with Herbert, uh, Mike Williams. In a great spot, I prefer him over Keenan Allen, but um, you got to think Allen's eventually going to have a pretty good game here. So in agreement, I think the Chargers roll, and, yeah, give me Chargers. All right, adding it to the parlay card. Chop, I missed your pick from Seattle, Jacksonville somehow. That was the uh, under. Okay, under. All right, next game, we got Tampa Bay traveling to New Orleans. Uh, Tampa Bay minus five-point uh, road favorites here, 49.5 on the total uh, in this one. And Chop, I'm going to go to you here. I, I know you're a Jameis Winston guy, and we get a revenge narrative game here, his former team coming to town. So, it's Jamison play. We know you can't run against Tampa Bay. You, you have to throw the ball. Now, his weapons obviously leave a lot to be desired. No Michael Thomas uh, returning yet. So, you know, you got Callaway and uh, Kenny Stills and, you know, guys like that that you're throwing the ball to. But and we've seen a lot of teams have success through the air against this Tampa Bay team. Chop, is this a Jameis Winston week here in week eight? I think it is. I, You know, the numbers aren't great, but uh... – He's doing what they need him to do, what they're asking him to do to win games. You know, he's he's creeping up over 200 yards, and he'll, he'll get you. He's look at the touchdowns; they're like boomer bust. You know, five or four, or he's down to like one or zero. But I think this is a good. I think this is a good game for him. I think this is a good matchup against a poor secondary. Yeah, I think there's some revenge there. I think uh, his teammates know that, and his coaching staff knows that. And I think they'll give him some extra extra opportunities here. And Traquan is back, and that's probably probably his favorite target right now. There's no Mike Thomas, so we don't know how it's going to play. But I think Traquan maybe is his number one guy, and he's just kind of been stuck with Callaway and Harris and those guys. So I'm looking for uh, Traquan to get a little bit more integrated here. So I like the passing game here. Kamara can always catch things out of the backfield. I get it. And then uh, Tampa Bay, this is a tough defense. And I think Brady's going to struggle here. As good as he is, I think there's going to be some struggle for this offense because they usually they, they gave him some tough problems last year in, in two of those games. So I think this one's a lot closer here than uh, – I, I think I'm going to have to go Saints here with these points. I'm taking the points and taking the Saints. All right, I agree with your, your opinion there. Uh, Brady might struggle. I think Jameis could be a solid value play that nobody wants to play. He's been a game manager. Well, you can't be a game manager against Tampa. They're going to put up some points. That being said, I do think the struggles will be there. It uh, looks like no Antonio Brown potentially this week. Uh, where does he's on a crutch? They do get Rob Gronkowski back. Uh, we also have the, the Mike Evans-Lattimore uh, battle. Lattimore is, has owned Mike Evans, so it really feels like another Chris Godwin week here. Uh, so I do like him. 
Uh, other side, I like Jameis in the passing game. Uh, you can always play Alvin Kamara, especially against a team. I like Tampa Bay, but I'm going to go under. Uh, this one's kind of ticked down. Uh, it's down to 49 and a half in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, I'm going to go under on this game. Derek, what do you got here? Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Tampa Bay side, give me all the Chris Godwin. You mentioned it. Mike Evans just gets shut down every time he faces Lattimore. So, um, you know, Lattimore played pretty well other than that one uh, long catch that he allowed to DK Metcalf last week. So, yeah, I think it's a great spot for Chris Godwin. Uh, on the other side, oh, man, uh, I know Traquan, Chop, you said he's like the number one guy, but uh, did you see him and Winston going at it last week? Yeah, they uh, the were, they were set, arguing. That's, that's, when, that's when you know they're like brothers, man. They're, they're arguing like that. <laughs> and then he's like throwing in passes and Traquan's not even looking. Um, yeah, that was just an interesting game overall. But um, Kamara had 21 touches in the first half last week, 31 overall. They're just going to force feed him the ball in the passing game. Uh, I don't think he's going to get a lot going on the ground. But um, Kamara's probably the guy for me, bringing back with uh, Chris Godwin. And I will take – yeah, two good defenses. I'll take the under two here. I'm on a lot of unders looking at it here. That's about five or six unders. So uh, hoping hoping for a low-scoring week this week uh, to, to keep the picks rolling here. But last game for us, uh, kind of a dud, Washington and Denver. We got Denver minus three. Uh, another low total here at 43-and-a-half. So uh, Washington struggled last week uh, in Green Bay. Uh, we'll see how long the leash is going to be for Taylor Heineke. Uh, Antonio Gibson has been a disappointment. Uh, McKissick working in a lot. McLaurin did not practice uh, as of this recording on Wednesday. So uh, we'll keep an eye out on that. As far as the Denver side, you got the split backfield. Uh, you have Sutton, who's been great, but now you get Jerry Judy back in that lineup. So, Derek, we'll stay with you here. Another game. There's not a lot jumping off the page here in this one, uh, Denver and Washington. Yeah, not a lot. I uh, generally try to avoid players going into Denver, but um, Washington's at least a little bit interesting. The Broncos, I think they're missing both of their uh, best run-stopping linebackers. Uh, we saw Cleveland run all over them last week, so maybe an interesting spot for Gibson. If they can build a lead, he'll at least have uh, a chance to get 20 touches. McLaurin, Ricky Sills-Jones are always fine, especially if they get down early. Uh, but again, it's a tough spot, 20-point uh, team total there. Broncos side, yeah. I mean, Sutton's fine. Um, he's really the only guy that I've been targeting there. Uh, so I, I'll have a little bit of him. But ugly game overall. And I will take – yeah, this one's tough. I will take uh, Denver. I am also going Denver. I just think they're the better team out of these two. Washington has looked good in spots, but that defense is bad. I, I'm intrigued with Judy as a play this week. I don't think a lot of people are going to feel comfortable uh, pulling the trigger. And – I would love to play Javante Williams chop, but uh, Melvin Gordon's just not going to go away. Yeah, that's that's uh, one of the reasons why I don't like either one of the running backs or running back tandems in this game. I'm I'm really not on this game either. Uh, I would one off Terry McLaren on one side or one off Cortland Sutton on the other side. I actually have to have a lot of love for Cortland Sutton this week, even with Jerry Judy returning. So uh, those are the two plays I like for DFS for this pick here. At some point, Washington has got to win a game and cover a spread. So I got to take Washington. I just, Denver's just, I just think they're so fraudulent from that early season schedule that was really easy. Washington's got to, Washington's got to come through here, I think. All right. That will wrap it up. Made it through all the games here with uh, all of our favorite DFS plays, our favorite bets of the week. The parlay card ends as a two team parlay. So the last few weeks, we've only given one. 
uh, that we agreed on. So we agreed on over 46 in the Carolina Atlanta game. Uh, we also all three of us agreed on the Chargers minus six. So we will continue to update you guys on our bets. Uh, again, make sure you guys head over to fanduel.com slash OG. Come play against us. Let's fill this tournament this week. Only 500 spots. Go reserve a spot. Come back, fill it up. Tell your friends, tell your grandma, whoever it is. Uh, let's fill this contest up. Fanduel.com slash OG. I want to thank them again uh, for sponsoring the show. Guys, final thoughts here for week eight. Chop, what do you got? Yeah, it's just uh, just another fun week. Uh, looking forward to uh, looking forward to Sunday because that means that maybe the World Series will be over with, and I don't have to watch <laughs> it anymore. So I'm really looking forward to getting this next week behind me, and then uh, you know enjoying it. We are. Oh, you did you guys? Oh, I, we can't take up too much more time. But Sunday, week eight NFL happens to fall fall on Halloween. Yes. We, we didn't even get to uh, talk about the. Uh, Adults dressing up in costumes yeah. and all that other good stuff, but maybe we'll do that some other time. But yeah, it's going to be a weird day, man. Halloween falls on Sunday, so it gets you watch you some football and then go and go and uh, trick or treat with you with your family or something. So it should be fun. We will recap what Chop wore on Halloween uh, on next week's show. And You're looking at it. it was spoiler ha- alert! Halloween You're guy. looking at it. Big Halloween guy, Chop. Uh, if you've been with us throughout the years, you know he loves Halloween. So uh, yeah, we'll talk some Halloween next week. It is Sunday. Uh, I'll be walking around with the kids, uh, red zone on the phone and and multitasking. So uh, always a fun day, no doubt. Derek, final thoughts for the people here. Halloween week eight, what do you got? Yeah, great time to be a sports fan. We've got the World Series going, NFL in full swing, NBA in full swing. We've got some crappy golf tournaments as well um, if you want to check out uh, that content. But, yeah, do you guys give out uh, full-size candy bars? I've always wanted to do it. I think I might do it this year. That's baller status there, man. That's too. That's, that's that's above my pay grade, man. Yep. Just to see those, Eric's see those light up. I, I want to try it out, but maybe only like thirty of them, and then uh, give the rest of the kids some some crappy candy. But. Oh, you're gonna be that guy. Everyone's gonna go out <laughs> and say, "Hey, there's full size candy at Notorious's house," and by the time like the second wave gets there, and then you're handing out the minis. Your house might get egged, so oh, I wouldn't really think that plan, man. You're either you're either all, all in, in or all out. You're hitting Costco and grabbing a few boxes of of the full size, or you're you're just going to minis like me. And I think the minis are the way to go. But you want to make a statement that that's the way to do it, no doubt. Full size. All right. What time is it acceptable to turn off all the lights and pretend like you're not home? Whenever you want. I, that's yeah. whenever Once you're you done. Gets, that sun goes down. I'm out, man. That's oh. it. <laughs> Don't be knocking on my door. Lights off. That means yep. stay away. So uh, Halloween should be fun. Uh, help get to one case is leave a bowl in the front yard. That I remembered as a kid at the old Never take works. one ball, man. No. Yeah. But the first guy getting there is not taking one. That that thing is gone. Empty. There goes all your full size. And uh, some kids having a hell of a day uh, eating 10 full size candy bars. <laughs> so uh, that will wrap us up. Though went a little bit long this week, but we appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you again to the folks over at FanDuel uh, for sponsoring the show. Uh, congrats again to our winner for winning a year of free Roto-Grinders Premium. Uh, if you want to get in on the action, FanDuel.com uh, slash OG. So for Notorious, for Head Chopper, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you again for listening. Good luck in your contest this week, and we'll see you next week.